Welcome to the Coast Life Church Podcast. We exist to lead people to the abundant life in Christ. For a great way to stay connected throughout the week, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Come on, give God your best praise. How many of you, anybody received that today? God is doing something. God is making a way. That He's moving mountains. That He's healing bodies. That He's healing and restoring mental health. That He's putting marriages back together again. That He's restoring what was broken. That He's redeeming what was lost. That He's helping you recover everything that the enemy stole from your life. God is up to something. Come on, let's give Him praise right now. And good news, the grave is still empty. Jesus is still alive. And we are still victorious in Christ Jesus. We serve an overcomer. And I don't know, I don't know if you know this, but you know, we, we tend to look at a room just from our perspective. I come in and I look at it one way. You come into this room and you look at it from your perspective. And we kind of read the dynamics of a room. And I think sometimes we forget that there is a different perspective. And that is God looking in on what's happening in this room. And I just, I just want to tell you, I think God loves your worship. I think God loves your praise. I think it touches his heart. I think it's pleasing to him. Every hand that's lifted, God sees that hand. Every prayer that's whispered, every praise that's given, God hears it. He receives it. And our prayer today, come on, is God, you be glorified in our gathering, in our midst, in our worship. You, you be glorified. Jesus, we pray today. This is your church. This isn't for any single one of us. God, we're going to receive today. We're going to be ministered today, but this isn't for us. This is for you, Jesus. This is for you. This is through you. This is to you. Today, we pray that you receive your glory. You, we, you receive your worship, your honor. Be magnified, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Hey, before you're seated, before you're seated, help me welcome everybody who's here for the first time and everybody joining us online. We're so glad you're with us. Come on, give them a great hand, everybody. It's awesome. So glad you're here. You guys can be seated. Those of you in the room, those of you watching online, we're so thankful that you're joining us wherever you're joining in from and however you got here. I don't believe there are accidents when you make it to church. I believe it's divine appointments. And today we're going to conclude a collection we've been in. We, we preach in collections. It's just messages on certain themes. And uh, we've been in a collection for the past. This is our fourth weekend talking about victory. And I wanted to do this collection because it just feels like there is maybe a, a, a little bit of a culture of defeat, a culture of doom. And I just wanted to take a few weekends and remind us, we're on the winning side, everybody. We, 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 we win. I don't know if you know that or not, but the outcome is not in question. Jesus has already won. And if you have a Bible, I'll be in the book of Acts chapter 1 today. I want to conclude this collection and 
Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to read 11 whole verses, so if you haven't read your Bible yet today, you can count this as your Bible reading, your personal devotional time. We're going to just spend a little time. Is it okay if I read 11 verses in church? It's like, I know that's maxing out all of our attention spans, and, but we're, we're, going to, we're going to be right here, Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 11, and Luke, who is writing, says, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. How many of you would like to have been there for those 40 days when Jesus is teaching them about the kingdom of God? And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. That's the day of Pentecost. We'll celebrate that here in a few weeks. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into the heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. I want to preach a message this weekend called Jesus the Sequel. And uh, I, have a, I have a son, my young, I have two children, and my son just turned 13 years old this past week. So I officially have two children who are teenagers. And I'm, yeah, don't, don't applaud for that. It means I'm getting old, okay? Like I don't, I'm not handling that very well. But I've got two ch- teenage children, and my 13-year-old my, my son is, is, is all boy, and he loves, he loves uh, superhero movies, and I love my son. And so I watch superhero movies, even though he's not in the service. So I'm going to say this. I've got to change the message for the 1115 when he's here. But I don't care anything about those movies whatsoever. Like, I love my son. So I love taking him to the movies. I love watching a movie with him. I just love spending time with him. And so because I don't care, I am that, like, there are these movies where uh, they, they are just, they bounce back and forth from time frames and I'm like, what universe are we in? What, what happened? And Jaden knows everything that's going on. And I'm like, I am hopelessly lost. I don't know what universe we're in. I don't know what time frame we're in. Didn't that guy get killed in the last movie and now he's back? Does death not matter anymore? This, this can't be healthy. What are we teaching children, you know? And, and it's just like, there's no rhyme or reason. And he knows, he knows where we're at. And sometimes I'll mess with him. Like, he's, he's, like some of y'all, this is going to offend you but um, we'll be watching a Marvel movie and I'll throw out DC. I know the difference, but I just like messing with him and I'll be like, when's Batman showing up? And he's like, this is not, (laughs) it's not not DC. 
And I, but I, I, I think I figured something out, and that is what makes a great sequel is when there is one that's been set up well. So the, the, the whole story has been told and fulfilled, and then as the whole story is fulfilled, there's, there's another little scene that happens that goes, hey, that story's finished, but there's a whole bunch more still to come. That there's, that there's something else that it, it just creates a, a, a new beginning and opens the opportunity for a new story. And when we study the Bible, the, the resurrection is a complete telling of the gospel. Like there, there was nothing missing from it. Jesus came to earth and John said he came into his own and his own did not receive him. Jesus came to the earth. He lived a sinless life. He was crucified on a cross for our sin, for our forgiveness, for our freedom. He was buried in a grave. And then on the third day, what we celebrated last weekend, he was resurrected and raised to life. And so it's, it's a complete story. It's, it's, there's nothing missing from it. It brings complete fulfillment to the gospel. But the resurrection story actually ends uh, with a new beginning, and it's called the ascension. It's Jesus ascending into heaven. And the ascension is a new beginning. And Jesus went out of his way to make sure that we understood that, that me going away, and this is, this is what he's trying to be abundantly clear about, that when I ascend, that is not the end of the story, it's the beginning of a new chapter. And I think it's really important for us to understand this because we weren't there to see Jesus in his earthly ministry. We weren't there to witness his crucifixion and his resurrection. As much as I'd love to have been there for those 40 days after he had resurrected in his glorified body, him teaching his disciples about the kingdom of God, none of us were there. And so we understand that. But can I just give you some good news? You and I are a part of the chapter that's being written in this part of the story. Like this, this is our place. This is our role. This is where we get to take our place. And so Jesus is making it clear, like when I, when I go away, when you see me go away, that's not the ending, that's the beginning of the next chapter. And he, he makes this clear, because as he's going away, I want you to notice this, he's well, don't mistake this, this isn't somehow an ending, this is a new beginning because there's something to receive. He's like, stay in Jerusalem because you're going to be endued with power from on high. I want you to receive the Holy Spirit. And if you've never received the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage every person at Coast Life Church, go to a freedom group this fall and put freedom conference on your calendar. There is something for you to receive. And that's, everybody needs to go, through, go to a freedom group and go to a freedom conference. But if you never even go, there is still something for you to receive. There's Holy Spirit power for your life. He said, there's something for you to receive. And then he said, there is something for you to do. I'm going to give you a purpose. I want you to be witnesses of the resurrection. Witnesses that Jesus resurrected. And then he says this, and I want you to understand there is more. There is more. I want you to go to Jerusalem. I want you to go to Judea. I want you to go to Samaria. I want you to go to the ends of the earth. Because he wanted them to understand. You heard it. They're like, Lord. 
will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus has to like slap his forehead because he's like, I've just spent 40 days talking to you about the kingdom of God. And now they're talking about Israel. And he's like, I don't want you to think that this is about Jerusalem. I don't want you to think about this as being just for a nationality. I want you to think that there is more than just me. There's more than just my family. There is more than just the city. There is more than just my own race and nationality. There is so much more. And so Jesus is saying, I want you to go to Judea. I want you to go to Jerusalem. That was the city. I want you to go to Judea, Samaria. That's your, that's your state, your region. I want you to go all over to the ends of the world. And to the end of the world is not just a geographical thing like, hey, we're going to go to the end of the world. It is geographical. But Jesus said, I'm with you to the end of the age. So it's not just a, a, a place. It's also a time that we go all, the, all around the world at all times, which is why one of our values at Coast Life church is we relentlessly pursue progress because it comes from this idea that what Jesus did wasn't just the culmination of something it was the continuation of something and our mission as a church one of our values is we advance the kingdom of God everywhere in every place at all times we just relentlessly pursue progress to just keep expanding the kingdom of God to the ends of the earth till the end of the age that's that's what Jesus has taught us to think in terms of there we got to we, there is more than what we have in every place at all times. So what does that mean for, for our local church? It means that our job is to keep expanding the kingdom of God from Venice all the way to eternity. From Venice to eternity, we're going to keep expanding the kingdom of God. We're going to keep preaching the gospel. We're going to keep reaching for people. We're going to keep believing that there is more than just, I'm, I'm so thankful that I'm here. I'm so thankful that my family's here. I'm so thankful that there's so many wonderful people here. But what God wants us to understand is that there is a mission, and that is to go from Venice to eternity, leading people into abundant life in Christ, believing that there's more, believing that there's greater, and just one, one little part of that is next weekend, we're going to celebrate 12 years of God's faithfulness and his goodness. And my goodness, has God blessed us as a church? I mean, it's Ephesians 3.20, right? It's exceedingly and abundantly above what we could ask, think, or imagine. But next weekend, we're launching our fourth service. And the tendency is like, oh, a church is just adding a service. You're just trying to grow. No, we are making, this is the phrase God put in my heart, we are making room for more because it's never been about just th something that was here and now. Come on, we think advancement, we think growth, we think taking territory, we think bigger, we think expansion, and we think continuation. The ascension was at the end of the story. It was the beginning of our part of the story of making sure that what Jesus started doesn't end. Come on, it keeps going, it keeps moving, it keeps going forward, and we are part of the advancement and the continuation of what Jesus is doing on the earth today. And I never want it to be about just what we're doing. Come on, it's from Venice to eternity. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to advance the kingdom of God everywhere and every place at all times. And the, the book that we just read is the book of, it's called the Acts of the Apostles, but it really could have been called the continuation of the ministry of Jesus Christ. But we call it the Acts of the Apostles because it's what Jesus did through his apostles and the early church. It was the, the, the ministry of Jesus that was continued through them. And so if you look at the New Testament, we have, we have four Gospels. And the, the Gospels tell us the story, the miracles, and the teachings of Jesus. So Jesus taught about the kingdom of God. 
He taught us a new and better way. And we, we received the message of Jesus. He brought the Old Testament into the New Testament for us. And he, he, the, New Te- the Gospels record his, his story, his birth, his, his life, his death, his resurrection. It records all of the miracles, the eyes that were opened, the, 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 those that were healed, those that were forgiven. It, it records all of that. And so it tells us the story of Jesus. And then the book of Acts is the historical book, is a historical book recording the growth and the expansion of the early church, all of the things that happened in the early church. And that, that you move on from the book of Acts, there, there are what's called the epistles, which are letters that were written to the early church. And so Paul wrote the majority of them to churches, but some of them are written to individual people. So you'll like the book of First Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus, written to pastors and leaders. And then other, other apostles wrote, Peter and James, John. And so we have all of these letters. And then the New Testament ends with the book of Revelation which is the only what we would call prophetic book in the New Testament and the book of Revelation is just a a, a, a synopsis is it's just a prophetic picture of Eden all the way to the New Jerusalem like here's 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 the spiritual picture you you see we all see what's going on in the world but the book of Revelation gives us a heavenly perspective of all times uh, from Eden to New Jerusalem and it's it's the book of Acts that's showing us something and this is what's important it, it is the continuation the continuation the the epistles are teaching us the continuing ministry of Jesus on the earth today and so when there's disunity we go read the epistles and we read how the Holy Spirit taught us to handle disunity in the church we go we go read about what was written and it's and it's all about continuation second Corinthians chapter 2 verses 14 through 16 Paul says this he says but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. Did you catch that? Jesus is always leading us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to one a fragrance from death to death and to the other a fragrance from life to life who was sufficient for these things. What is the continuation of the ministry of Jesus? It is what Paul describes in 2 Corinthians, is what Paul describes as a triumphal procession. In every generation, in every culture, and in every nation, it is us spreading the message and the good news that Jesus walked out of that grave. Like that's, that's the triumphal procession, is people being witnesses, declaring the message of Jesus Christ. And Paul said, to some people, it's going to be a sweet-smelling aroma. To some people, it's going to be the aroma of death. And this is something we need to understand as Christians, is that people's response to the message isn't our responsibility. Our responsibility is to preach the message that Jesus loves you, he overcame for you. And there's some people who don't want to receive Christ, so the message is you're going to die in your sins. But to other people, it's a sweet-smelling fragrance. There's a way out of my sin and out of my shame. There's salvation in Jesus' name. And so we need to get comfortable. We need to get comfortable and not change the message. Amen, somebody. Just because somebody doesn't like the fragrance, the fragrance isn't what I give. The fragrance is how people receive it. My job is to give it with grace and love, but it's to speak the truth. And those that need to hear it and want to hear it, come on, it's a sweet-smelling fragrance that's received. 
But the triumphal procession is the message of Jesus continuing in every generation, in every culture, everywhere, at all place. Everybody tracking with me? But there, there is a difference between victory and triumph. Paul said it was a triumphal procession. And victory is when the battle is won. And triumph is the celebration and the result of the victory. So it, it, it'll, help, it'll help us make sense of where we're at. Is I just want you to understand this. The victory has absolutely been won 2,000 years ago. Like that, that the victory has already been won 2,000 years ago, but the triumphal procession is still continuing in every generation, every nation, and every culture because it's our job to go and let the world know that Jesus has won the victory. When, in 2021, the United States of America began to honor a new holiday, and it's called Juneteenth. It's celebrated on June 19th. I'm going to give you the 60-second version, and if you're a historian, I'm going to absolutely not do well with this, so please forgive me. But Abraham Lincoln uh, signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863 that was the legal end of slavery in our nation. So he legally abolished slavery in 1863, and Juneteenth is the celebration that two years later in Texas, the final slaves were set free because the message had not all reached the entire nation, and if it had reached the nation, there were those that did not receive it, and so literally a general had to lead an army, and it took two years for that process to end, for that, for that news, that, that legal proclamation for it to reach the furthest point of our nation and for it to be enacted. And I, wanna, I just want you to understand this, that those, those individuals who were held in slavery their, slavery, their their slavery was actually ended in 1863. That's when the victory was won, but their triumph wasn't until they walked off of those plantations into their freedom two years later in 1865. So it was legally done in 63, but the triumph was when they could actually go into their lives and start living for what God had for them and not being under the slavery of somebody else. That was the triumph. And it's an incredible application into our world today because 2000 years ago, Jesus said, it is finished. And it was finished for every person that is on the planet. But come on, you and I get the responsibility of understanding that the message hasn't been released to everybody and there's still people that oppose the message. And so that's the mission of the church. That's the mission of the, the victory has been won, but the triumph is when you walk into your freedom and you walk out of your bondage and you get, you walk out as an overcomer. And there are still people right now, even though Jesus has fully paid the price, even though he is, there is not one thing for him to do that he has shed the blood. He has paid the price and guys, it is finished. It is finished. It is over and done, but there's still people that are living in bondage, living in slavery, living in the things that the world has for them. And that's our job is to go around the world and say, hey, there's freedom in Jesus' name. There's forgiveness in Jesus' name. There's hope in Jesus' name. You, you don't have to live that way anymore. God has set you free. And if you're free, you're free indeed. And that's, that's, a, that's a perfect illustration right out of our nation's own history. But when Paul is writing this, he isn't talking about the United States of America. I know that might shock you, but... We, we came along a little, a little while later. So Paul would have written this from a very Roman perspective, out of Roman culture. And when he's writing, he's literally talking about a Roman process of conquering. 
that when Rome would go, which Rome went all over taking territory, that whenever a, a general or one of their leaders or w- would conquer, that after they had conquered the territory long before uh, internet and social media and you could just post and millions of people could find out instantaneously that the conqueror would go through the area leading a procession announcing that he's overcome and so the conqueror would lead a procession his 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 generals and his his leaders would come behind him even those that had been conquered in the conquest would come behind him and they would shout and they would declare the news of his victory letting everybody know that he was the conqueror and that he had overcome and i just want you to get the picture jesus 2000 years ago overcame and then the apostles began to declare the message and now you and i get to join the procession of those who are declaring, come on, there's a new king, there's a new savior, there's a new conqueror, there's a new leader, and that we get to join the procession. And I love this because as they would go through city after city, go into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, you get the picture into the ends of the world and just declare, come on, there's a new conqueror, there's a new victory, there's a new way out. And as they would go, they would spread the message and then the Bible or the the culture says that they would sing songs of praise to the one who had overcome. They would sing songs of victory about the conqueror who had overcome. And I just want you to understand church is a triumphal procession that has been going on 2,000 years and we go into every city, we go into every place, we go everywhere and we just declare the good news that whatever the king that was here, he is no longer the king. There's a new king that has conquered, that has overcome and then we gather in rooms like this and we sing songs about the one that overcame because these are the songs of our freedom, these are the songs of our victory, these are the songs of our peace and our forgiveness and that's why I love love it when people stand with hands lifted and you may have walked in today and you may not understand everything that's going on. You look around this room, there are people who have tears rolling down their faces. There are people who are in, 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 in passionate worship to God. Why is that? It's because they know where they were at when Jesus found them and set them free. And they were in bondage and they were in chains and they were in slavery and they were in addiction and they were in hurt. And today, Jesus has set them free. And when we gather in this room, we are part of a procession that has been going on for 2,000 years. And we're telling everybody, Jesus is alive and he is a king. And we're just singing the songs of our freedom to the one that overcame on our behalf. Come on. I love it. I love it when church is a celebration. And it's incredible because the people who would sing the songs were the ones that were overcome. And I just want you to understand, those people were trophies of his conquest. And today we sit in this room because Jesus has conquered us with his love. He has conquered us with his grace. And it was my surrender that was my victory. When I yielded to Jesus, it became my victory. And today I've joined the procession and we are in this room. We are trophies of the grace of God. We are trophies of the goodness of God in his procession. Jesus is saying, I overcame and look at what I've done. Look at how I've helped these. Look at the people that I've won because we're trophies of the grace of God. And and today we are part of the continuation of the ministry. It's it's a new chapter that's being written. That the ascension wasn't the culmination of something. It was the beginning of the sequel. And, And our responsibility 
is to live in the reality of the resurrection. We talked about that last weekend and then continue the triumphal procession. Like the victory's been won, but there's many people that haven't experienced the result. They haven't, they haven't got the triumph. The victory's been won, but they haven't received the result of it. And they haven't learned the celebration of it. And that's why I love when church is a little bit rowdy because it's just the celebration that Jesus won the victory 2,000 years ago. So there's three things, I want to do these quickly, three things that the Bible highlights where the, where the triumphal procession needs to continue. And the first is this, the Bible highlights that we triumph in spiritual battles. Now we just did a whole collection on spiritual warfare, so I'm not going to take a long time. I'll just reference you to YouTube. Go watch the YouTube, it's there. Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 through 15 Paul says, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. And this he set aside. Come on, he nailed it to the cross. He nailed your past. He nailed your sin. He nailed your shame to the cross. And when he did that, every, every weapon the enemy had against you he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame, watch this, by triumphing over them in him. And here's the reality of it. It's not that every spiritual attack is gone. It's not that every evil entity has been removed from our earth. There, there, there are still spiritual battles. But here, here's the thing. is for us, those that are in Christ, the power of every evil spirit has been removed. So there's still an enemy, but the enemies we face have been what Paul called disarmed. It means they have been dressed down. It means all authority has been taken off of them. It means all power has been taken off of them. And that's why, that's why Isaiah said, every weapon that is formed against you will not be able to prosper, that it's not gonna be able to prosper. And what that word prosper means is it, it's, like, it, it's like somebody writing a check, but there's no money in the bank account. So they can write the check all they want to, but there's no power to cash the check. And I just wanna tell you that the enemy can attack, the enemy can threaten, the enemy come, can come against you, but his bank account is empty and yours is full because Jesus paid the debt and he can't, he can't, he has no power over you. And every time the enemy attacks and every time that that happens, you just need to remind yourself, there is no weapon that is formed against me that's going to be able to prosper. Jesus already won the victory. So I'm going to walk in the triumph that Jesus purchased on the cross 2000 years ago. Here's the second thing, we, we, we triumph in personal battles. There's victory, but there's triumph. There's, there's where victory needs to be realized. And, and Paul says this, he's listed all of these things that go on in life, Romans 8.37, and he says, he's answering a question that he's already asked, and he says, no, in all these things, he said, Is, can anything separate us from the love of God? No, in all these things, we are... Come on, more than conquerors through him who loved us. And in all of these things. And so what happens is there, there, there may be areas of your life, watch this, where Jesus has won the victory, but the triumph hasn't been realized. 
Like there's, there's areas where Jesus has bought it, Jesus has paid for it, Jesus has provided everything that we need, but we live a lifetime of sin sometimes, and then we get mad at God about not doing things instantaneously. Like, okay, we, we have lived in sin for like 40 years, doing all kinds of reckless, rowdy things. And it takes a little while sometimes. Come on, we come out of Egypt, but Egypt doesn't come out of us. We, we come out of bondage, but it takes a little while for bondage to get out of us. And, and sometimes we struggle in our lives to receive the message and the freedom because the truth is what will set you free. And all of us have some areas of our life where we're having personal battles. And I just want to speak this over you when you step into personal battles battles, battles in your marriage, battles in your finances, battles in your emotional and mental health. You step into all of these things. I just want to remind you there are great and precious promises from God for your life. And the result of it isn't that when we step into these battles that we accept the battle and we live in the defeat. No, the result of it is we remind ourselves that 2,000 years ago, Jesus has already won this victory. And I'm going to believe that all through all of this, nothing is going to separate me from the love of God. God loves me. God is for me. God is with me. And in all of these things, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And whatever it is, I'm just going to believe. Come on, the the triumphal procession hasn't ended. It's still ongoing. So I'm going to tell my brain, anxiety is going to have to go because Jesus purchased my peace. That the things that I'm facing are going to have to step aside. Because 2,000 years ago, Jesus made a way for me. He overcame so that we could overcome. And here's, here's the third. The third thing is we triumph in eternal battles. Eternal battles. There's, there's spiritual things. There's personal things. And then there's eternal things. Matthew chapter 28. Jesus says this verses 18 through 20. Again, this is after his resurrection, just before his ascension. Wanting to make sure, again, this isn't the end. This isn't the culmination. This is a continuation. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. What does that mean? It means the triumphal procession is the church of Jesus Christ going into every nation, teaching the gospel, preaching the gospel, seeing people become followers of Jesus Christ, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then we disciple nations. We teach nations how to live according to the ways of Jesus Christ. And our mission as a church, every church in the world, is to go into every nation and preach the gospel, baptizing people, seeing them set free. And I just want to encourage you today that the triumphal procession is still going on. It started with Jesus Christ and it's still going today because we see people set free. We see people brought to life. We see people overcome through Jesus. We see people join the procession that people who are living in spiritual death have the power through the name of Jesus to come to life. There's a reason why our church's name is Coast Life Church. It's not Coast Do Better Church. It's not Coast Get a Little More Moral Church. It is Coast Life Church because we want to see people who are in death come to life and understand that there is 
an abundant life that Jesus came to give you. And the ascension is this. This is the ascension that the ministry of Jesus is still going on today. That Jesus is still bringing life. And Jesus is still bringing hope. And Jesus is still bringing people from the depths of their sin into forgiveness and grace. From bondage to freedom. In Jesus' name. And watch this. He went up in a cloud. And you and I are now part of this chapter. But there's going to be Jesus the sequel. Because the same cloud He went up on is the same cloud He's going to come back on. And those of us that are a part of the triumphal procession, come on, we'll receive our King. Let's go, church, from Venice to eternity. Let's keep building the church. Let's keep continuing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Come on, if you receive it today, give God some praise in the room. From Venice, from Venice to eternity. I'm so thankful we get to celebrate 12 years, but we're, not, we're nowhere near done. I don't know what the prognosis of the world is about the church, but I do know this, that the same cloud he went up on is the same cloud he's coming back on. And there will be a church without spot or wrinkle that's going to receive. Come on, we're part of the procession and we're going to receive our king as conqueror and overcomer. I want to do two prayers today. I want, to, I want to pray for personal battles. I want to end this victory collection with just a moment in the presence of God. I've asked the, I've asked the team to lead us in a little worship this morning. We're going, to, we're, going to sing, we're going to sing the songs of our freedom today. You ready for this? We're going to sing the songs of our victory to the one who has overcome. And here's what I want to encourage you to do is I want to encourage you to just target a personal battle in your life. You may have a lot of problems. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Just, just target one. Just there's a, there's a personal battle in your life. And I don't know why, but in the, in the worship time, I just felt like there's a, a battle for purpose and calling for someone in your life. I want you to lean in right now. I want you to receive that there is there is a vision for your life that's greater than your life and God's got something incredible ahead for you don't let the past defeat you come on there's still victory in your walk there's still victory in your calling there's still victory in your purpose you may be in a place where it's your marriage your marriage feels hopeless I want to tell you there's no there's no earthly hurt that heaven cannot heal it's not too far gone you may be in a financial situation and you're like man it's my fault I made a bad decision listen that's 100% true but it doesn't mean Jesus can't give you the victory because he's he's so merciful and he's so kind and all of us have done stuff we deserve but yet Jesus came through and helped us through those circumstances I don't know what you're I don't know what I don't know what your battle is, but come on, can we believe that the triumph of procession is still going in this room today, that Jesus is still helping people overcome? Come on, lift your hands. Father, I pray. I pray right now. All of those that are watching online, all of those in this room, God, I pray. Pray for marriages. I pray. I pray for physical bodies right now. I pray. I pray strength. 
I pray for mental health right now. Lord, the enemy wants us to live in anxiety and depression. But I pray right now joy would come. I pray peace would come. I pray physical healing would come. I pray restoration would come. I pray right now that your triumph, God, you've already done it 2,000 years ago. You've already done it 2,000 years ago. I pray we'll receive the triumph right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, we receive it and we declare it. Jesus has already overcome and through him come on I believe it I believe it breakthrough is on the way breakthrough is on the way we're believing we're believing the same power that raised Christ from the grave is the same power that lives on the inside of you we believe victory in Jesus name I want to I want to pray a second prayer today and that's for those that maybe if, if we had a vulnerable moment, an honest moment, that just in a moment of honesty and clarity, maybe, maybe today if you were honest, you're, you would say that I'm not part of the triumphal procession. Those that have decided to follow Jesus as king, as leader, as Lord, as the one who is victorious, that if we were honest today, may, maybe we would say I'm not part of that procession. And here's what I would tell you is there isn't a work to be done there's just a work to receive that it's not in fighting a battle it's in surrender that you find victory it's in a place of surrender and here's here's my prayer for you is like many of us in this room 
is that you would become a trophy of the grace of God, that God's grace would find you, that God's grace would reach you, and that today, maybe, maybe you've never had a moment where you decided to follow Jesus, or maybe you're in a place for whatever reason, at one point you were following Jesus, but may, maybe today your life is a little off track, and here's, here's what I want to do. I want to give you just a moment to receive, a moment to surrender, a moment to give Jesus your yes. That's all he needs to put you in the procession. Come on, that's continuing what Jesus did when he ascended, and we'll be a part of the, we'll be a part of the family. We'll be part of the procession that welcomes Jesus' return when he comes back. I want to I want to pray for you today. Come on, all across this room online. If you've never made a decision to follow Jesus or maybe you need to recommit to following Jesus, this is this is your moment. I want to lead us in a prayer today. I want to ask everybody, everybody, even at home, I want everybody to pray this prayer with me, but I want you to pray it from your heart. What God is looking for isn't just the words. He's looking for the heart behind the words. He's looking for your surrender. He's looking for your full yes. He's looking for your commitment. Come on, I believe this is somebody's day right now. I believe this is somebody's day that you're going from Venice to eternity with Jesus, that you are making the journey, that today you are joining those who will say, Jesus has conquered me with his love. Jesus has won me with his grace. Jesus has reached me with his kindness, with his mercy. Come on, this is your moment. Everybody say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you now. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my past. Wash away my sin. Make me a new person. Today I receive you as my leader and my Lord. And I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Can we give God some praise in the room today? Come on, can we praise Jesus like he's victorious, like he's an overcomer? Listen, if you you just prayed that prayer with me, whether it was for the first time or it was a recommitment to follow Jesus, I'm going to count to three because I want this to be a day that you celebrate. Come on, you are overcoming through Christ. I want to celebrate that you are part of the procession. There's a whole church and a room full of people that wants to celebrate what just happened in your life because watch this, it wasn't just a moment, it was eternity that just happened in this room. And we're, we're gonna go all the way from Venice to eternity with you, believing that God's best is yet to come. Today in Christ, you're more than a conqueror. Today in Christ, you are an overcomer. Today in Christ, you're a new man, you're a new woman, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I want you to mark this moment. I want you to make this a moment of confession and declaration. Today, I have decided to follow Jesus. You ready? This is your moment. This is your moment of celebration. This is your moment of triumph. I want this to be somebody's moment of overcoming. If you just prayed that prayer with me, on the count of three, online type Jesus in the room, lift up your hand. Anybody believing that today is a day of triumph for somebody? Come on, let's go. Let's go. On the count of three. One, two, if that was you, three. Would you just raise your hand and say, today, today, I'm excited. Type Jesus in all caps, lift it up. I see those hands. I see those hands. Hey, good news. The triumphal procession is still going. Jesus is still king. Let's say welcome to the family of God. 
Hey, thank you for joining us, and a special thank you to those of you who give so faithfully and generously to this church. It's because of people like you that podcasts like this are possible, and you can click the link in the description to give now, or you can visit mycoastlifechurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love it if you subscribed, share it with your friends. So thank you for listening, and God bless you.